Welcome to Selfish Confidence, a place where we can connect and be real about how hard it is to be your damn self. My name is Jess, and my goal is to help you build confidence and belief in yourself to live any life path you want, even if it's unconventional. It's time to flip off societal pressures and connect with women who've also felt on the outside by their life choices. We're here to encourage you to grab the mic and speak your truth. I know it can be scary, but we're in this together. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's Confidence Corner. It is a holiday here in Canada, so if you're tuning in on this holiday Monday, hello, welcome. I hope that you're enjoying this beautiful Victoria Day. If you're tuning in from somewhere else, I hope you're taking some time for yourself, whatever it is that you need today. I am sitting down this chair a little bit late than I normally would, but I was really writing down and thinking all the different topics that I wanted to talk to you about today. There were so many things that kept flying into my mind over the weekend that I wanted to talk to you about today. And it's interesting because sometimes on a Monday morning, I'm scrambling, trying to figure out what it is that we're going to talk about on this confidence corner. How are we going to kick off this week? What do I want people to feel? What do I want to feel? What do I want to share? All these things, right? And it can be like pulling teeth sometimes trying to find a topic. Uh, But today that wasn't the case. I literally wrote down three things. And I'm only going to talk about one because I actually think that it's better for us to focus on one thing than me try to like spit out the eight things that are in my brain because if that happens, I think we're all just going to get confused. Um, But it's interesting how when you take a couple days off, which I did over the weekend, we got to go out to see Guardians of the Galaxy last night. We got to spend some time hiking yesterday morning, got to spend some time with friends and really just enjoyed this weekend, this long weekend together. And when I did that, ideas started flowing. It's when you pump the tires and you start to slow down, at least it is for me, when I get these ideas. It's like when I'm in the mid of like shaving my legs, hanging out by myself and there's nothing else to be doing. I can't be, you know, writing blog posts or, you know, recording podcast episodes in that time. I'm just shaving my legs. And in that time, that's when the ideas come. I'm not saying that shaving your legs is the best time to do it, but you know what? Sometimes it is. So if you're struggling in a chaotic brain right now, I want you to just stop everything, go shower and go shave your legs. See what comes up. Do it as like a meditative state and see what maybe comes into your brain because sometimes that's just all you need. Or just spending time alone in in your living room, in the bathroom, whatever it is. If you have kids running around, they're screaming and yelling, you're just like, I don't have anywhere peaceful to go. Lock yourself in the bathroom, lock yourself in the car, go drive down the street, park in the cul-de-sac and spend a few minutes alone and see what comes up. And your brain's going to feel really, really, really chaotic at first, but just give it a few minutes. Give it some time to slow down. We think even in meditation, it can only be like five minutes. I have five minutes. And sometimes five minutes is enough, and sometimes it's not. So give yourself some grace. Slow down a little bit longer. Lock yourself in the car. Hide in the closet. Do what you got to do. Bring your candies. Whatever you need to calm your brain, take that time today. That was not the topic that I had for you today, but um, I just think it's interesting how when we slow down, that's when things come to us. And I wanted to mention there are only three spots left for the fall retreat, which is over six months away. So if you're thinking like, I can't plan that far in advance, there's only three spots. 
So um, we do have a six-month payment plan available. You can pay in full or you can pay six months for a shared room or a room to yourself. It's in Chester, Nova Scotia, and the spot is right on the lake. It's on the same lake as the Sensi Spa, so anyone who's local, um, it is a great location. It's beautiful. All rooms have a king or a queen bed with your own bathroom. We have lots of space, a beautiful kitchen, bright lights. Um, We'll be focusing on human design. We'll be focusing on your self-care and taking that time for yourself. We'll also have our photographer on site. There's going to be so much fun. Oh, sound bath. Such a fun weekend. If that's something that you've been looking for, a time to connect with incredible women, to feel more confident and to also spend some time with yourself away from the noise and away from the chaos so that these ideas can come to you. Send me a message so we can check it out. You can also check out all the show notes for all the information or my website. You can go to justclerk.com slash retreats to find all the information there. Now, let me get into what I actually came here to talk to you about today. I wanted to talk to you about two years ago today, a little bit of a flashback to where I was. I was living in Barbados with my husband, and I, can, I picture it just like it was yesterday. We were, we were just having a regular weekend. My husband worked seven to seven. Actually, it was like six to seven. It was 12-hour days, seven days a week. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. It was so much. I was alone so much that I didn't really have much going on. It was really lonely. And at that point, we had been there for almost a year. And in that time, it was one day, actually the holiday weekend, two years ago today, and my neighbor texted me and she's like, hey, I'm going to go rescue a dog. Do you want to come? And I was just about to go work out. Uh, But, you know, as a person who had nothing else going on, I was like, just let me put a bra on. I am there. And I got ready, I got dressed, and I went out to go rescue this dog with her. And although I didn't know what was coming for me, it was probably the best thing I ever did. One, because I got to spend some time with my amazing neighbor and get to know her and really just like dive into spending some time and learning about her past and what was going on in her life and really just connecting with another human, which I hadn't done much of in Barbados. And it was such a beautiful time for us to spend together. But also because we picked up my little girl, Polly. And if you can hear the emotions in my voice, I didn't realize how emotional I'd be talking about this. But it was such a special moment when she went to go pick her up at this house where she was being fostered uh, and then put her in my arms. And she was the cutest, tiniest little thing I had ever seen. A few weeks earlier, even just the week earlier, we had been fostering another dog who uh, we sent to Canada to live a better life. She has been adopted. She's beautiful. She has a wonderful family. But in this moment, this little dog who was covered in ticks and fleas and she had worms, her belly was so big. I just like held her in my arms and I could tell in that second it was the most special thing. Um, It was just such a unique experience for me. And I knew we could not get a dog. (laughs) We had talked about this before. It was not the time. And same with the rules going back to Canada. It's one pet per person. It was logical. In my head, I was like, we can't get this dog. But as days went on, as we started to foster her, I was fostering her during the day. My neighbor was fostering her at night. And I just slowly started to melt every day. She would come over and she'd sit in my lap and she was this tiniest little thing. And I would melt. Everything in me melted as she would come and sit in my lap. And she wasn't destructive. She was actually, she had really low energy at that point because she was so sick. But it was really a surprise to me that 
I could fall in love with this little tiny puppy in such a short period of time. And so I asked Glenn, I remember, I was like, hey, can we keep this dog? There's something really special about her. I honestly couldn't touch her without crying. And again, there had been a really chaotic and traumatic year and a lot of loneliness in that year. So I'm not surprised that my emotions were so elevated in meeting this cute little doggy. But what was really interesting was he said, heck no, we can't keep this dog. And I was like, okay, cool. You know what? I am going to make you fall in love with this dog. Even though logically I knew we could not take her home. I was like, I got this. Started fostering her full time. I wanted to see if we could do it. So that was overnight. So that's 24-7. Little puppy who I had to take to vet visits and everything because she was so sick at that point. And we both fell in love with this dog. But logically in my brain, I knew we can't keep her. It's okay. Someone's going to adopt her. I remember doing a photo shoot with her because she was so stinking cute. And as a Canadian, knowing how fast puppies get adopted up here, I was like, she's going to go so quick. Look at these pictures of her. Like I'll post them. She's going to get adopted. And as I started to learn more and more about animals down there and puppies in general and the care that they had and what was happening down in Barbados when it came to dog rescues. There just wasn't enough resources. There wasn't enough foster homes and there wasn't enough homes, especially in the pandemic when people were struggling to feed their families. They could not feed their pets too. And they couldn't afford to get pets in in a lot of these countries. So unfortunately, the puppies weren't getting adopted. And we actually did a a huge rescue mission uh, that I helped my neighbor with that sent a bunch of dogs to Canada. And still to this day, if you're traveling to Barbados, they have like a partnership where you can take dogs to Canada where they can come to the rescue mission here. You do not have to take them home. It's just a a matter of having like a travel buddy and claiming them to get them to Canada. Anyway, side note on that. But as we slowly started to fall in love with this dog, in my head, logically, I knew we weren't keeping her. But there was something about as this flight, this rescue mission was coming closer and closer, I really thought Polly was going to be going on that flight and going to Canada and finding another home. And we both were having these like like massive emotional feelings, thinking about saying goodbye. Glenn in particular, um, he was really stressed. And I took it as like, well, his work is really stressful. There's a lot going on. But actually, the thought of us leaving this little dog behind or leaving her to go to another family was just like leaving us in a wreck. And I know for most of us, you'd just be like, well, keep the dang dog, Jess. Like, it's not a big deal. It was a really big deal because for us, uh, we didn't even know what Canada was going to look like at that point. We also didn't know how we were going to get her home because it's one pet per person. We had two cats with us. Like, there was no way we could make this work. But... (laughs) Sometimes you just got to listen to your gut. And I didn't for a long time. We were, we were fostering her for, for weeks at this point. And I was asking for all the signs. I was just like, come on, give me a sign. Like, tell me, are we supposed to keep her or are we not? And nothing. There was no signs. Nothing came up. And I was just like, okay, thanks so much. <laughs> Guides, this is so helpful. But I knew it had to be my decision, even though I wanted there to be this just elaborate big sign to just tell me what to do, right? To tell me, you know, should we keep the dog or should we not? We really didn't know. And everything came up blank. Nothing came up. The only sign that kept coming up was our emotions, was our feeling around it. And especially me in particular, where I was alone with this dog all the time. And if anyone's had a puppy, 
it is a lot of work. You guys know that. And a huge transition in my life, especially right after the volcano erupted in Barbados. So there was still ash everywhere. I was anxious about the ash and a puppy playing outside in it. Anyways, that's a whole other side note. But the emotions were the sign. And every time I thought about giving up that dog, that, that lump in my, my throat would form. And I knew it would be devastated if we didn't bring her home. And the point of this story isn't to just go on this emotional roller coaster of how we got our dog and how special it was, even without me knowing how special it was. The point of the story is to remind you that sometimes how you're feeling, those emotions that you have, if it's a lump in your throat, if it's a twinge in your tummy, if it's that itchiness for more in your life, follow those feelings. Your emotions are your guides. Your emotions are the signs sometimes that you need to follow your heart, to do something different. If every day you wake up anxious and morning anxiety is a huge thing, I had it for a long time, it tells you that something's diff, like something's wrong, that you need to make a change in some way, right? Same with the feelings of sadness, of anger, right? Just even the itchiness in your belly, to want something different. You're like, I think I need something different. I think I'm supposed to try something, but like, come on guys, send me a sign. Your feelings, your emotions are your sign. And I really want you to lean into them. Had I known at the time that those anxious panic attacks that we were feeling had been the sign that we needed to do something different, to keep the dog, to make it happen, find a way to get her to Canada, which we did. It wasn't actually that hard. She just went home with one of Glenn's coworkers and stayed with a friend of mine for a few weeks before we got home. We could make it happen. But had I trusted that gut feeling from the beginning or that emotion that we were having every time I held this dog in my hands, had I trusted that... I think a lot of those emotions, the emotional roller coaster we were feeling wouldn't have happened. We would have just known. So if you have some feelings in your gut today that you're just like, oh, I don't know if this is what I want or what I should do, right? That should, that comes with a lot of our decisions. Trust your emotions. Trust what your gut is telling you. Trust if you're feeling sadness or anger or disappointment. Trust if you're feeling happiness, right? The Marie Kondo way of does it spark joy? Trusting all of those emotions that you feel. And if you're someone who's like, I am so out of touch with my emotions, take it one step at a time, right? It's like that poster that you had in kindergarten. It's like happiness, sadness, frustration, all of those different emotions that you have. Start to learn yours one by one. And don't be disappointed in yourself if you're out of touch with your emotions. I think most of us are. I actually definitely was in that moment because had I known that it was a sign, my emotions were the sign, I would have made a decision a lot faster. Thankfully, we made it happen and she's here with us today and we're celebrating two years with having our dog and it has brought so much joy into my life that I had no idea I could have. Don't get me wrong, also love my cats. My cat Murphy is literally taking a nap in the chair over here. But there's something really special about having a dog that got me out of my comfort zone, that helped me to navigate different seasons in my life, that gets me out of the house most days when I don't want to, that has helped me to regulate my emotions, help my anxiety. There are so many things about having this dog that I didn't know I needed. And again, just trusting those emotions and trusting that gut feeling 
I would have made a step in the right direction so much sooner. So that's what I wanted to share with you today, that, that emotions can be a sign and that sometimes leaning into how you're feeling can help you to make decisions a lot faster than just focusing on what I should do, what society tells me is the best thing to do. What's the most logical way to make this happen? Because if we had gone with logic, we would have left her in Barbados because logically we couldn't. We had two cats. You can't travel with more than one pet per person. Like logically, it wouldn't have made sense for us to bring her home. So throw logic out the window, throw the shoulds out the window and follow what your heart is telling you. Follow what those emotions are are speaking to you today. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you all soon. What's up, sis? I am so glad we could hang out today. If you love this episode, send it to a friend or share it on your social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me sprinkle some confidence in the world. And don't forget, you are magic. Let's show the world your shine.